0: Welcome back to another episode of the Scorers Table. I'm William Robbins for this midsummer edition of the Scorers Table with Julian McKay.
1: Yeah, what is good to the scores? Hi, we are here. It's a beautiful summer night. The heat wave has broken. We got some great rain in the last few days. You know, uh, it's been a little bit since uh, since we last discussed basketball, but you know, I saw I saw my man Will for the first time in a minute last week. Yeah, uh, you know that was fantastic, um, and yeah, got let's nice, let's get got right some into really it. Cheesesteaks and uh, that was,
0: yeah. That was, yeah, that was a good time. We should do that again. Yeah.
1: sounds good. I'll be I'll be back in New York probably like Tuesday or something next week. So I'm yeah, sure. yeah. I'll let you know. Anyway, right. yeah. But, anyway, uh, so <laughs> you know, Red Sox are beating the brakes off the Yankees. <laughs> Yankees gonna win the chip this year. You already know what the fucking deal is. Daddy's home. Red Sox need to get put in their place.
0: I <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 have no idea what's going on in baseball. I just, I just know <laughs> that all my, all my Celtics people that I follow on Twitter uh, are very mad at the bullpen. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Just, uh, Getting their asses Anyway, so,
0: let's get into. So, it. so, so let me quickly explain what we're going to be doing here for the next four episodes of the Scorer's Table. We're going to be kind of reviewing slash predicting every single NBA team for the 2019 2020 season. We are going to go through, so each episode we're going to be doing one and a half divisions until we eventually finish in episode four. And uh, yeah, so we're just going to be quickly talking about best case scenario, worst case scenario, and in addition, Caesars Sportsbook just put out all the win predictions for every team. So we're going to be talking about whether we think over, under, kind of, if you're a betting person, what you should do. And yeah, so today we're starting off with the Atlantic Division and the Southeast Division. So, to start off with the Atlantic Division, we have the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, According to Caesars, they are expected to win. Where are they on the list? They are expected to win 54 and a half games.
1: Mm. I. To that, I'm going to say over. I'm just saying under. You're saying under? Okay. I'm saying under.
0: Okay, so let's so let's talk about the Sixers. Last year they went fifty-one and thirty-one. Um, the reason I would say over is because they now have they now have the ability to rest Embiid and not push him. And the way they can rest him is by playing Al Horford, and that's a huge upgrade over over having like Boban.
1: I agree. I would give the Sixers offseason grade probably like a B to B minus. Yeah, that's I fair. Think that, I think the Sixers had a solid offseason, but I don't think that they markedly improved their team that much. Horford's an improvement. He helps them, but this team still does not have anybody who can guard a point guard. Well, whoa, well, well, Don't worry. Don't worry. They just the signed Krayberg playing- They just signed for <laughs> Kramer- <laughs> Um, I love Trey Burke I've still got Trey Burke stock away from back in the day back he was from good last year in Michigan when he was tearing it up hitting college threes looking like Steph Curry I was yeah. in on Trey Burke and he's had some moments in the NBA actually with the, he with was the good Knicks. last year a few times yeah but um yeah like Philly here's the thing I don't. Yeah, like I said, I just don't think that they got that much better last year. I would I'd rather have Jimmy Butler than Josh Richardson. I'm sorry, I would. I think Jimmy Butler wins you more games over a full season okay. than Josh Richardson does. I actually would give them a B plus, uh-huh. and the reason is
0: is because it sounds like they were losing Jimmy regardless, and they because they offered him a max and he left anyway. Uh-huh. So, I like them getting Josh Richardson. I, I, I'm very high on Josh Richardson. He's only 26. Uh-huh. He's under. He's on, he's on. a very reasonable contract. He's only making 10 million dollars, and he's a guy that can guard twos and threes.
1: So no, I'm a fan of Richardson too, and I think this team is going to win about 52, 53 games. Okay. Um, I would say the reason I don't think they're really going to improve, uh, af- Um, off of next year is just because especially in the win total in the regular season this team like is gonna need some figuring out on the offensive end
0: yeah they they really need to figure out what they have in simmons
1: um especially if Simmons' shot is as ass as it was last year if ben simmons is still too scared to shoot a three-pointer yeah he hasn't lost his three-point virginity in the nba (laughs) okay okay so i'm scared to shoot a three-pointer all right, so, so I'm going to call you out a little bit,
0: and I don't mean this an in insult, an insulting way. I just think it's funny. Okay. So, so, so you sent me a video, and you're like, look, yeah. Ben Simmons hit a three over the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this yeah, was yeah. all over Instagram, and like Ben Simmons like came up and hit like a pull-up three or something. Yeah, I got so caffeine. So I want to talk <laughs> about that video for a second. Yes. If Ben Simmons wants to make a high school line three-pointer against non-NBA players... That doesn't prove
1: shit to me. No, I, I agree with you. And I'm happy it was. I'm happy it was. Because for a split second, I got fucking scared. Because I'm a Ben Simmons hater. He yeah. wanted my man Jared Dudley. This is Brooklyn in the house. Ben Simmons. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not. You got to respect your elders. Stay in your lane, in the words of the good LeVar Ball. Stay in your lane. Um, but so, so I'm, not re- I'm, a, I'm not a fan of Ben Simmons. Also, I think. If you're getting paid millions of dollars to play basketball, then not that I'm, I, I, I think you should be able to hit a damn jump shot. Especially at that, guard. It's not unreasonable to say that. It's not unreasonable to say that. No, um, no, that's all. It's, so that, that's my whole thing with Simmons. Anyway, yeah, for that, for that reason, and also because I still don't think Brett Brown is a great coach, I think it's going to take a while for them to, um, yeah. it, to, to get their stuff sorted out, and they might have a slow start because of it.
0: That's fair. That's fair. So here so I like I actually like a lot of the moves they made. I think that Kyle O'Quinn for a minimum is a steal. Yes. I think I like that they brought back Mike Scott because he's a good stretch four. Yes. Um I like Al Horford. I think he's a great fit next to Embiid. huh. Mm-hmm. The problem is is the Sixers best five players all are essentially 3-4-5. Yes. And Tobias Harris, best at the 4. They're going to have him play the 3. Al Horford, best at the 5. But the reason he went to Philly is because he wanted to play the 4. Uh hmm Embiid is Embiid. Simmons still can't shoot. And Richardson is fine if you have him at, like, the – if you have him at the 3 or even maybe the 2. But they're going to ask him to guard 1s. And the problem is their best point guard defender – it's going to be Zaire
1: Smith. And Zaire Smith can't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so there's I, that. <laughs> although, I mean,
0: I, I just, I don't really see how they're going to guard point guards. But that being said, I think their team is going to be really good during the regular season. The East is insanely weak this year. Mm-hmm. Um I like them. I think they win about fifty six, fifty seven games and finish second, only a few games behind the Milwaukee. What is your best case, worst case, most likely scenario with them?
1: I would say my best case is that Embiid is in better shape for the season, um, and he has an MVP year. MVP yep. can a hundred percent. Do this? He's a hundred percent. He has the obviously has the ability. I think that he could. That it, it's completely feasible that. Um, he 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 does that and gets the Sixers the second seed without a doubt. Um, yep. And also in that, maybe Simmons can get a make a you know make it like a twenty footer or something. You know who knows? That's the best yep. case scenario. Worst yeah, case my, scenario oh, yeah. is uh, I think uh, Horford is maybe takes a step back. Simmons is Simmons, and by the end of the season, Embiid has an endorsement with Weight Watchers in which he's <laughs> doing commercials with DJ Khaled. That's my worst case.
0: All right, so my, my best case for them, <laughs> my best case for them is number one, Embiid shows up in better shape.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Embiid, Embiid has a Draymond Green awakening of, huh? I'm faster and can play more if I'm twenty pounds lighter. Moment.
1: Yeah, the Taco Bell at three it, o'clock it, in the morning yeah. after the club <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also also, but the
0: absolute best case scenario for the Sixers is that Ben Simmons has a willingness to shoot. It doesn't even matter if he shoots twenty percent from three point. Uh-huh. All that matters is that he's shooting the three point. And I think that if all I think if both of those things happen and they can maybe pick up a guy at like pick up a guy in like the buyout market who's like a good guard or something, I think I think that they could very realistically make the NBA finals.
1: Yes, it's 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 very it's feasible. It's feasible. They could even win the finals
0: because I don't think think the
1: Sixers are getting past Milwaukee. I just don't. I just don't see it happening. Well, talent-wise, they have the most talent in the East. Yeah, but Giannis's talent is like more talent when he's against Philly. Yes,
0: yes. Now their most their worst case scenario is that is that a few things happen um Tobias Harris is not worth that much money and looks like Tobias Harris in the playoffs don't we know that Embiid gets hurt (laughs) Embiid gets hurt again Horford looks like a 34 year old Mm -hmm. um and Simmons still has no willingness to shoot whatsoever and then if you're Brett Brown you're looking down your bench and being like uh James Ennis Matisse Stiebel Raul ooh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that's their worst case scenario. I think their most like their most likely scenario is that Simmons takes a few threes here and there. I'm talking about like a quarter of a three-pointer per game kind of thing. But at least he still takes like maybe 30 on the season. Maybe he'll make like a few of them. Um, and then they lose in the Western Conference Finals. I think that's their most – I mean, sorry, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's their most likely scenario.
1: I completely agree.
0: Okay. Well, well want to move on to the Celtics? Let's do it. All right, Celtics, they, according to according to Vegas, the Celtics are favored to win 49 and a half games, uh. the same amount they won this year, <laughs> with Al Horford on their roster, and Aaron Baines.
1: Okay, Ooh, this so, is where so, it's going to so, get so, interesting, it's getting interesting so, here. So based
0: on my reaction, and bear in mind, I'm a diehard Celtics fan, bear, based on my reaction, you can probably tell I'm taking the under on that. I think, the <laughs> I think the Celtics win I think the Celtics win forty seven games.
1: I'm not a Celtics fan and guess what will? I'm taking the over.
0: Ah, <sighs> I'm gonna have to disagree on that.
1: 51 wins for the Boston Celtics, Damn. I believe, this year. I'm giving their offseason grade a B+. I am in on the Celtics team. I'm not even a Celtics fan. I don't <laughs> know why. Because I know I will actually watch like a decent amount of Celtics just because like There's you'll tell lot. me like some crazy shit is on. And it's a fun team to watch. But like here's I, I don't know. I believe in this team. I Okay, so there's there's a serious
0: roadmap to them winning 50, 55, or what did you say, 52 games? 51. 51 games. Now, there's a roadmap for that, for that, but it requires them to make a midseason trade for someone like Steven Adams, mm. who, in my mind, is not a great long-term move.
1: It's not great long-term, but Steven Adams, even though his contract isn't great right now, He's still a good player who's not old. Like you can, he's still flippable. Even if the Celtics only want like him for one or two years, he's still he's not unmovable. I don't love it. I don't love it. He's, uh,
0: and and here's the reason why I don't love it: is Stephen Adams twenty six million more dollars worth than Kyle O'Quinn? Jesus. Yeah. This. That's that's that's, that's my problem with it. Yeah. And so. But I like this. I like the Celtics team a lot. I think that Kemba is going to be great for them. I think that Tatum I and, and I'm I'm predicting a huge jump for Tatum this year. I'm predicting like a like a he makes an All Star game jump for Tatum this year.
1: You guys need a Tatum jump this year, if not, shit, we might have Andrew Wiggins 2.0. Um. So so his trainer
0: Drew Hanlon uh, gave an interview yesterday. And what he said to, um, to the Boston Globe was better than porn. He said, he said <laughs> that him and Jason Tatum are working on eliminating the mid-range shot and drawing more fouls.
1: Didn't he say that he was getting Markel Fultz's shot better?
0: Anyway. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, is, is Markel
1: Fultz a fixed at all? Can always be it's Markel Fultz. I'm I'm rooting for Markel fault. Sorry, I just I just couldn't help it on that one. <laughs> we'll be talking
0: about uh, Orlando in the next episode. But can anyone uh, fix really, Markel's I really fight?
1: enjoyed that. I think I, who the fuck knows? You got to fix his his, his mind and his you know his hernia or whatever he has first. I think. I but, think that the Celtics' best know, case scenario. Definitely.
0: I think the Celtics' best case scenario is Hayward looks like the Hayward of old. Mm-hmm or, or even 90% of what the Hayward of old is. Um, Kemba Walker fits right in. Tatum takes a huge jump. Jalen takes a huge, huge jump. Uh, the rookies are more ready than we thought. Cantor plays the best defense of his career and the Celtics lose in six in the Eastern conference finals.
1: I completely agree with that for a best case scenario. I think, yeah, if Tatum was back, if, we get a full great season from Brown, who now is, uh, he's unrestricted next season, right? So he's playing for money.
0: No, he is restricted, but yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, unrestricted, yeah. So he's, but he's playing for money now. Uh, Kemba, I think, is going to be an upgrade from what Kyrie was last year. That's one of the big reasons for my my over, just because I think that when you think about Kyrie's production, even though a lot of it was empty stats, imagine if those stats weren't empty and were even a little bit better. Kemba is a much better
0: fit for the Celtics
1: than Kyrie was,
0: and, I swear, and I'm not just saying that as a, as a Kyrie hater. Because um, Kyrie, Kyrie, basketball-wise, up until the playoffs, was great for the Celtics.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, but Kemba is a much better basketball fit. He's a much more willing passer. He's a much better shooter off the catch, and Brad Stevens loves to use point guards like off, off ball. Uh-huh. And that was one of the problems with Kyrie, is that Kyrie isn't the best catch-and-shoot kind of player. Uh-huh. Uh, he much prefers to get his shots on his own rather than in, in the flow of the offense, uh-huh. which, you know, has its pros and cons, but it wasn't a great fit on a on a Celtics team that, that relied on like ball movement and
1: spacing and whatever. Uh-huh. So, and I think that, and I think that in addition to that, if Hayward, if like you said, if, because we saw flashes of Hayward's, we did skill set last year, as far as hitting threes, as far as Absolutely. being able to run an offense, Great defense. We saw real flashes of the player that he was and can still be, I think. So after a yeah. full offseason, I think he will be better and I think Brad Stevens will be better this year. He's still yeah, one of the best coaches in the league. Had a bit of an off is. year last year. I think he's gonna be back. He is, and um
0: he is, and and I think especially with Hayward, he can get back to what he was before this is this was this this injury is very similar to Paul George this is not a one or two year recovery this is a three or four year recovery Uh an injury that catastrophic is going to take years to come back he might be physically ready but to shake the mental side of what happened is going to take years
1: Uh
0: and and yeah Hayward is getting paid a lot of money Um, he's on a max contract. He's like one of the 10 most highest paid guys in the league. And seriously, Julian, if I see one more guy saying that he's overpaid, uh, and all the Celtics (laughs) made a mistake signing him, I'm going to lose my shit because
1: no one was questioning that signing when he was healthy. Revision this history is some bullshit, bro. Seriously. If I get any, any person, any other person blaming, uh, Colangelo, whoever made the Markel Fultz pick is insane. There was no doubt that Markel Fultz was going to be a star in this league, and I'm sure he, he, he still has the potential to be, and he's still and he definitely would have been if whatever happened didn't have also, happened to him. That I have was, one you, thing to you say about that. Though. sure thing in the draft.
0: I have one thing to say about that, though. Yeah, why didn't the Celtics want him then?
1: Well, Danny Ainge is Danny Ainge, so I'm not really gonna, you know, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Wait, you know what I, I am mean? gonna question you, Danny Ainge. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe
0: the Celtics, their their sports psychologist or something, looked at him and they were like, "You gotta stay away." So who knows?
1: It's, it's who possible. knows? And, and, possible? And okay. up
0: until the thirty, up until the thirty for thirty, we will never know. But okay, exactly. but the Celtics' worst case scenario. Tatum and Brown don't take the leap. Hayward only comes back to slightly better than he was last year. The Celtics' center depth proves to be a huge issue. The rookies aren't ready, and Kemba doesn't fit in the way we were hoping. First yes. round and out.
1: I have written down, this is who Tatum is now. Kobe Bryant rules the universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hayward if sucks, Tatum... If Tatum, start, doesn't, if Tatum doesn't become a top 10
0: player in the league, I will forever hate Kobe Bryant even more than I do right now. <laughs> and I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> now, most likely scenario with the Celtics. Fun, scrappy, 49-win team. Or, sorry, sorry, 47-win team. They lose in six in the second round of the playoffs to, to Philly or Milwaukee. And it's and the Celtics will be the exact same team as they were last year on paper, and they will be one of my favorite teams of the decade because at least they're fun to watch and everyone actually cares.
1: It's hard to argue with that. I just think it will be a little bit better. I just okay. think it will be a little so. bit better. I hope so. I hope so. I just,
0: I, I just, I worry about. I really worry about the center depth and the and our defense is going to be terrible this year. We, we replaced. We replaced Marcus Morris, Aaron Baines, and Al Horford, who were all above average defenders, with Ennis Cantor and Romeo Langford, I
1: guess. Oof. That's that's a step back. I think that actually, you know what, this is actually kind of off topic from the Celtics, but kind of around the league right now. Is Sean Livingston on the team? No. Sean Livingston, I think, is washed, but... Sean Livingston should be on an NBA team. Really, I think Sean Livingston can still play minutes for somebody. Like maybe not in the playoffs for an eh. extended amount of time, but I, I don't. Eh. I think Sean Livingston might have something, especially on the de- on the defensive end, just because he's still at like a six nine almost guard.
0: Yeah, I think the only team I should consider him is like the Clippers or something.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I can understand that.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. All right, so most likely, I think they're a second-round exit, and I think that they're going to be scrappy and fun, and I will enjoy every minute of it and actually enjoy watching basketball this year.
1: Fantastic.
0: All right. (laughs) That's what I'd like to hear. (laughs) Um, Okay, next team. Let's go to the Brooklyn Nets. Woo, let's do it. 47 wins is their Vegas prediction. Last year, they won 42.
1: Under. I'm going... 47 wins, whatever that I'm going that, that, yeah. yeah whatever they said, push, push. Yeah. Push, push All it. Right. That's what we're doing over here. All yeah. Right. Push I don't it. see
0: them. I don't see them winning 47 games.
1: You know why I see it? Because I thought about it. The Nets at so many times last year lost winnable games and did a lot of it because of bad late game playing calling and the Knights honestly, like, like they, they collapsed last year. There were some just weird games that just like took, like, sucked some of the soul out of me. Like, that sounded really weird in <laughs> retrospect, <laughs> but like, like, there was just some fucking weird games. And I think that there will be less weird games this year. Like, I, I like our closing offense more than I did last year. And I think that will be that will account for a few more wins, especially because Kyrie. The, the, despite the fact he will miss some games, I think he is a better player than D'Angelo Russell. And my 47 wins grade is assuming that Levert has a fully healthy season.
0: Okay, so here's, here's why I think under. And you mentioned it right there about Kyrie being injured. Yes. Kyrie is going to miss about 20 games. That is... His career high in games is like 65. Like, he's yeah. never missed or he's never missed less than 18 games. It's going to happen. So so I look at the team, and D'Angelo Russell last year played every single game. Uh-huh. And their backup point guard, Spencer Dinwiddie, great. They don't have another point guard on their roster. Not a single other point guard.
1: Yes, we do, because Karis LeVert can't play point guard and was a point guard in college. Karis LeVert can handle the ball. Karis LeVert can do some point guarding. Do you want him playing
0: point guard though? Like during the actual game, he's done it before.
1: I don't love that. He's done it before. I trust. I trust the Nets with this. I trust the Nets right. with this. That's fair. That's fair. So best J-Lun case hands. With Let's it. do it, Jalen. <laughs> best best. <laughs> pick number fifty something. Let's do it, my guy. I believe love in hands. I think he could be a good player in this league.
0: I think. I think they signed him to a to a to a G League deal. I don't even think he can actually play on their team. Really? You can't set his ass up? I think so. Oh, huh. I'm, I'm on the Nets. Uh, I'm on the net sheet here. You know, you're still paying Darren Williams $6 million. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So <laughs> the thing that I was happy about like the Billy, curse, Billy King curse being lifted with Rondé. Can I, like, can I just can can the the last something? guy like like yeah. actual guy on the team from him but damn jesus right. christ so so this is
0: this is this isn't a shot at uh sean marks because this was before him why did teams ever buy out guys i don't get it at all why would you rather why would you want to pay darren williams six million dollars until 2030 or whatever like it was the same thing with the Lakers and Luol Deng, and and it's going to be the same thing with the Grizzlies if they choose to buy out Iguodala, and it's the same thing with and with the Knicks and Joakim Noah. Why, why is it why is it better to pay them for for ten years than for than for keep them for an extra year and then trade them as an expiring asset? You know, it's infu- okay. That that's my rant. No, well, I agree. Is there going to be a is there is that going to be a sub chapter in your book? Yep, you have. Yep, that is a whole. <laughs> that, 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 that's the whole 100-page section. Okay, so so I think yeah. Nets, the Nets' best-case scenario. Durant comes back in March, maybe late March. I guess that, that that's probably fair. Late March, mm-hmm. um, and the, everything clicks. Kyrie's on his best behavior. DeAndre Jordan looks better than he has in the last three years. And he looks – playing 15 minutes a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Actually, I'm going to change that about DeAndre
1: Jordan. Best case scenario is that DeAndre Jordan probably gets hurt and they're playing Jared Allen again. Um, well, I, I, I actually – my thing, my best case scenario with DeAndre is this. To make him feel important, you should start him. Get him, Let let him get the jump balls. Like, yeah, man, fucking DeAndre Jordan. You know, I dunked on yep. Brandon Knight. Ah,
0: I, I saw it.
1: Jordan's hit for the first five minutes, take him out, put in – uh, Jared Allen, Nicholas Claxton, and then put him in, you know, end of the, fir- the first half so, you know, he can get on his DeAndre Jordan shit, you know. I block shots. I get rebounds. Yeah. I bully teammates into getting rebounds. Yeah. And then so, the end of so, the, you know, and then when the game's a blowout, he can come back in. And, and then by then, he will have played like almost 20 minutes. Perfect. Great.
0: So, so, for, people that, uh, <laughs> so for, for, for people that don't know, I, I live in Brooklyn. And the other day, I saw a poster for the Nets. And it was it was like not sorry, not a poster so like an ad for the Nets. And it was on like one of those like screens in the subway that like changes. And it's like, you know, uh-huh. and it was showing it was cycling through players on the Nets. And you know which three players it was cycling through? The Ooh. new Nets big three.
1: Oh, Durant,
0: Kyrie and Jordan. They're actually advertising it as DeAndre's
1: a big three. I can't believe it. Insane. Maybe okay, acquisitions? That's, that's just... I don't even know. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Then show Wilson Chandler. I'd rather play him. <laughs> <laughs> so... Wilson is so, okay. not a so bad position.
1: I like him. Yeah, I think so, he's
0: still got something in the no, I like I like Wilson Chandler. Okay, so, so the Nets... So, that, so their best-case scenario, Durant comes back. He's still not 100%, but he's like 60% or something. And they lose in the second round of the playoffs. Uh-huh. To Milwaukee. Okay, I think their worst-case scenario is Durant misses the entire year, Kyrie becomes Celtics Kyrie, um, treats Karis LeVert like Jalen Brown, DeAndre looks terrible, and the whole thing falls apart.
1: And results in a a trade of Kyrie in the offseason. No, that's best-case scenario again. We're talking the worst-case scenario. <laughs> worst scenario. If Kyrie's In the worst-case scenario, if if that does happen, I mean, yeah, then let trade Kyrie in the offseason, I would assume, right? Does Kyrie have a no-trade clause? I don't think so. I'm
0: going to look here. I don't I'll think so either. If,
1: I'd be shocked if he has a no-trade
0: clause. Uh, no, he doesn't, but he does have a
1: 15% trade kicker. That's the funny thing. I'm not actually that afraid of the worst-case scenario of Kyrie just because you could just flip them, get some nice assets, and we've got more assets on our roster than D'Angelo would have had anyway. So I'm happy about that.
0: Okay. It's more value, like,
1: actually, as far as assets.
0: If Kyrie is a disaster on his third straight team, who's trading for him? Phoenix! And giving up assets. Oh, that's Phoenix, fair. Okay. (laughs) So we can most get like Ricky Rubio and DeAndre Ayton. Let's do I, I, I mean, mean it. I think Phoenix can get Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton in their next five years of unprotected picks. Fantastic. We can just
1: trade back for D'Angelo. Um, Great. Trade, trade Kyrie to the
0: Timberwolves. Have okay. with So <laughs> hey, Minnesota was on his list of teams he wanted to go to to play with Tibbs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they most the, the Nets' most likely scenario. I think.
1: I just want to go through-
0: <laughs> I think the Nets' most likely scenario is Durant misses the entire year. Kyrie is on his best behavior, and then they lose in the first round of the playoffs.
1: Uh I I I I agree with that. I agree with that. With the with the possibility to surprise someone if they get the right matchup. If this Nets team, like if, if Philly has the same team as last year, let's say yeah. that our most realistic scenario for Philly plays out, and they play the Nets. I think this Nets team is better than it was last year, and in that situation, I think this Nets team, especially with uh, the Sixers not having anyone who can guard a point guard, I think Kyrie would just roast them. I think the entire Nets team, especially now that they're more a bit more physical with someone like DeAndre and another guy like Claxton, uh, in the post, I think the Nets would actually beat the Sixers. They could, I think the Nets have the ability to surprise someone. But I agree well, with you. Uh, most realistic case scenario, though. The I reason
0: why you. the reason why I have them losing in the first round is because I have them playing a four-five matchup with Indiana, and Oladipo will be back at full health by then. Hopefully, hopefully. I hope I hope Oladipo comes back to full health.
1: Yeah, I would um, actually honestly, in that in that series, I would give whoever has the home field advantage the 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 the, the um. The edge. I think that's a really close series to call. That's a really close series, okay. especially not sure what Turner and Sabonis are going to be, but if they're, I, I don't know. That's a hard series to predict. Anyway, you know, that, 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 that that's, that's, that's
0: many moons in, in, in advance here, but, but I just, just pray, pray the, that, I just pray that Kyrie
1: meets Neil deGrasse Tyson this year. That's all I want. That's okay. all I want. The Celtics. Oh, sorry, sorry, cool. not, not, not the DeGrasse Celtics.
0: Tyson. The Nets, the Nets entire season depends on Kyrie Irving's attitude.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right, next team. Flat, you dumbass! It's not ne- flat. <laughs> now, do you think NASA's a scam? Probably. Was Armstrong just like hide in the woods for three months or something. Whenever he was at the moon, Neil Armstrong's, was like, chilling somewhere. Probably. All right, next next nah. team. Toronto <laughs> Raptors, forty five wins.
0: <laughs> um, I'm that's. Going, I'm gonna go under. I'm going under too. And the reason is is because I think they blow it up mid season. I agree. I think that a lot of their guys are going to have some trade value. Marcus All is a twenty-six million-dollar expiring deal. That's value. Kyle Lowry's an expiring deal. He's got value. Like, like you have Marcus All on a twenty-six million, Kyle Lowry on a thirty-four million, and Serge Ibaka expiring on a twenty-three million. Those are some high-value things. If you could get a team that's like looking to clear a shit ton of cap space for the summer to go sign. I don't know. I don't know who the hell you're trying to sign next up. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, right? You can like, trade for DeRozan. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> no, no, DeRozan is a free agent in the summer.
1: Fuck it, yeah. Why not um, bring DeRozan back? DeRozan and Siakam. Yeah, well, I think... The conference?
0: I'm, picking, I'm picking the under because I think they blow it up midseason. And even if they don't, you replaced Kawhi Leonard with Stanley Johnson and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson.
1: Yeah, um, even though, you know, I think the, to, Toronto has a great player development staff that maybe could teach those guys how to shoot some because Siakam's shot has gotten markedly better even though it went on witness protection for the entire Philadelphia playoff series. Yep. A, where Siakam was just standing in the corner lonely. Siakam could have done 10 push-ups, taken off his clothes, put them back on, but he still would have been open. Uh, that, is fair. Been- that is fair. That is fair. They left him way alone. Anyway, um, I would say my best-case scenario is that Siakam makes another – I don't think yep. he's going to make a giant leap this year, but I think Siakam could, is, is going to be an all-star. And I think that um, OG Anobi is another person to watch as far as making a leap. I'm not sure if he can do the same type of leap that Siakam did last year, but I think he's going to be better. And hopefully also for How- them, uh, Fred Van Vleek can improve his consistency. How old do you think Siakam is? Without looking, we're going
0: twenty-four. He'll be twenty-six midway through the season.
1: Oh shit!
0: So I don't know how many more leaps are coming for him. Dang, that's a, that's a way older than I thought. Jesus, he turns he turns twenty-six. I think in March is what it said.
1: What, man, I thought he
0: was a one-and-done guy. I don't, even, I don't even know. Man. I don't know, actually. I don't even know where he went to school.
1: What? Um, I think he went to like New Mexico. Oh,
0: I, I genuinely Mexico have no States. idea. Uh, um, but, okay, so I think our best-case scenario is, like you said, though, but I think it's OG Ananobi takes a big leap and becomes yeah. Siakam of two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then Siakam takes a minor leap. Then I could see them winning 45, 46 games. Because mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry still really good, Marcus is still really good, Serge Ibaka still pretty good, and they still have like Van Vliet, pretty good, uh, yes. and so and so on. Um, plus, I I think that Rondé is gonna is gonna be like unleashed as a center, and it might be
1: kind of cool to watch. Putting unleash in Rondé Hollis Jefferson in the same sentence is that's fair. <laughs> that's it's fair. a fair bash, I'd say, but <laughs> that's fair. That's
0: fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I think their 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 worst case scenario is that they just blow everything up and they win like thirty games. Yeah, I would agree. I with think that. I, I think, think that, that, that their most likely scenario, though, is their worst case scenario. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I just I don't I. yiri has been looking for years to blow up the team. This is his chance. I don't. I don't see how he doesn't.
1: I agree with that. You know. I think that
0: at the buzzer or sorry sorry at the deadline. At the deadline, they'll be looking around. Suddenly, uh, suddenly, um, a team like the Lakers are like, w uh, we'll give you literally anything for Van Vliet. or <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I... like I could realistically see something like, like, like Lakers give them like, like two twenty twenty seven first or uh, first and second round picks. Hmm. No, I it's agree. Just some, something crazy and make it like unprotected.
1: Also, let's say maybe Miami's off to a fast start. They've got expirings they can package. For maybe Kyle throw Lowry. in exactly. Maybe they can throw in Harrell. Might be a, a, a bit much at this point, but they've got young guys. They, they got a few young guys they could throw into that deal. Yeah, um it it, it it makes sense. Um, I think that yeah. Like, can I, can I, I say just one shocked. thing about Miami? Yeah.
0: Have people for- forgot that Goran Dragic is good at basketball?
1: Yes, people have.
0: Okay, just wanted to just wanted to ask. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: what, was, what was I saying um, yeah I would just be shocked if Lowry, Ibaka, and Gasol are on the Toronto Raptors at the end of the, 20, the, the 2020 NBA season I would Agreed. be shocked I would Agreed be shocked uh, they, in my opinion the Raptors
0: have two untouchable players uh-huh. Siakam and Ananobi
1: yes anyone else can be taken shit if you're in Portland let's say Whiteside is a shit show Flip him for Marcus All. Yeah,
0: Whiteside. Whiteside for for Marcus. Sorry, Whiteside and a and two second round picks for Marcus All. Who says no with a deadline? Bingo. Just just stuff like that. I think I just I think they blow it up. Or mm-hmm. or if you're a team like Portland, or if you're a team like um, or if you're a team like
1: uh, I don't know the maybe Denver if they want to add Denver. Eh, okay. Um, I don't know. They could use. I don't know. They could. Eh, they don't really need Serge Ibaka out with Jeremy Grant. I think that's that's true. All right. But anyway, yeah. I think I th-
0: I just see the Raptors blowing it up, and honestly, I think Ujiri would be happy to do that. I think that their worst. I think the best case or worst case scenario for them still ends up being a best case scenario. I agree. Like I don't think that the, I don't think that Ujiri is going to leave the season unhappy. Uh huh. All right. Next team, the New York Knicks. Oof.
1: They oh were
0: sorry, expected to win 27 games. Last year they won 17. Um I have no idea whether to say over or under cuz honestly 27 kind of just feels fine. I'm going under,
1: just under. I'm going okay. like 25 wins, I think. Cuz they yeah. this is a this is a technically a better Knicks team, but I think once the front office finally figures out that it's a still a crappy Knicks team by the end of the season, they will do some tanking in the final, um, in, in the final month. The you last know few what? Weeks. I will actually... say, if, nothing, if, if something about the Knicks' competence, if nothing else, they know how to tank well. They're good, proper <laughs> tankers. They're proper tankers. They know how to tank. So I, I think will say... they'll be able to shave off a few wins. Today. I actually, actually am going to change my prediction. I'm going to go over.
0: Okay. Just because I don't... I don't really see them 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 tanking. I mean, they, they have a lot of veterans. I mean, Randall, Morris, Portis, Gibson, Ellington, and, and uh, Alfred Payton, Reggie Bullock, uh, Damian Dotson. These are all, like, veterans that aren't going to lose on purpose. You also named a bunch of guys who can't play in a playoff game. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm not saying that they have to play in a playoff game. I'm not predicting them to make the playoffs. I think they win, like, 32 games.
1: I think that, that no, two games is completely reasonable. It's completely I that, reasonable.
0: I think that – because I think also the thing that R.J. Barrett um, finishes – and ready, this is my hottest take of the entire podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe, even, maybe even in the scores table and blow-the-whistle history. This is my hottest Ooh. take. Oof. R.J. Barrett barely loses out on Rookie of
1: the Year. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. It's going to be Dion, obviously. I, I, I would agree with that. You know, if he, if he gets on the treadmill or, a little bit, it looks at this time. Or or, it's, or it'll be Ben Simmons. It'll be one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say my best case for RJ this year is that he has a very promising year. He has he's a very promising averages of, like, 15 points per game, and he shows that, A, his – Early rawness in Summer League was a bit of a fluke, and he's, you know, he, he's getting better at basketball, and he's learning how to use his right hand, and his three-point shot yep. is getting better than it was in college. That's all you want for RJ this year. Knicks I, fans, temper your expectations. Be cool with RJ. Let him develop. Let him develop, which is one of the, my biggest problems with the Knicks offseason because the Knicks don't know their fucking timeline because now they th- they're trying to get their fan base to think about 2021 and try to get Giannis to New York. The
0: Knicks, will still, be, re- the Knicks thinking, will still be still- the Knicks will still be paying Joakim Noah. The Knicks will still be paying Noah six and a half million dollars that year. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember what I said earlier this podcast? No. Never I don't. buy a player out. My God.
1: <laughs> oh, you fucking idiots! There
0: is oh. always a home for a player. No don't a
1: fact buy out. Okay. Fact. I'm but, also okay, so very think- excited for. Also, part of my best case scenario for this for the Knicks this year is that uh, the Bobby Portis and Marcus Morris fight. Um, <laughs> it's now is gets Creed three based on it. Ooh. Michael B. Jordan plays Marcus Morris in Creed three. Who 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 would win that fight? <laughs> um, honestly, did Bobby Portis win the M- Miritich fight or did he lose? I feel like Miritich won that. I don't fucking. I think Miritich might have won that. Okay, I'm going Marcus Morris. I'm going Marcus pick, Morris. Regardless. Because Marcus um, Morris can call up Marquise too. I don't know who Bobby Portis is calling up. I don't know how many he'll, friends he'll, Bobby Portis has.
0: The reason, the reason why I'd say uh, Marcus Morris is because there is a, literally only one player in the league I would take over Marcus Morris in a fight.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And that's James Johnson.
1: Mm, I like it. Because Jam- James has the wisdom. James, James has the Johnson, wisdom. James Johnson James is also
0: like a black belt in like four different like random – Martial arts, both. Like, yeah, that's a fact.
1: Damn. Like, like he fucks. Okay. So I think Zebo would actually be able to beat be someone's ass too. I, I think yeah, Zebo's. not the in the league anymore. Player.
0: He's not in the league anymore. Zibo's still technically he's not retired, right? Okay. So okay. So 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 I, so my Knicks best case and worst case scenario is actually turned around. Okay. I think that their best case scenario is that R.J. Barrett gets a lot of playing time. He averages sixteen, five and five. Uh, and shoots above 35% from three-point, and they lose a lot of games.
1: Yes. I think
0: I that just, their I... worst-case scenario is that they bury R.J. Barrett on their bench to play guys like Marcus Morris and Bobby Portis, and then they end up winning, like, 32 games. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle
1: is a big is is a big part of this year. Julius Randle is only twenty four years old. That's a good signing. I will defend that signing. Me too. Actually, honestly, like it's an overpay, but I want Julius Randle on my team personally. Like I was completely yeah. happy this year if um if Brooklyn re-signed D'Angelo, got some role players, and um and, and got Julius Randle. Like well, I, I like really Julius like Randle a lot. I really like him. However, and he's been working on his three point shot. Yes. However, we're not sure if Julius Randle's statistical output that he's improved over the past few years actually like helps winning games. We haven't really seen that yet, yeah. gotten the opportunity to see that yet. So it's going to well, be so – that's oh, a worst-case oh, scenario. Another, another
0: best-case scenario for the Knicks is that Mitchell Robinson looks like he could be better than
1: Clint Capella. Yes. Because I think that he has the potential to be better than Clint Capella. I agree. Mitch Robinson – this Knicks front office is a bunch of bungling dumbasses, I think. But um, Mitch Robinson is, is was a great pick by them. Mitch Robinson, great pick, great you, pick. You, you know, I gotta defend my man Scott Perry.
0: <laughs> I, I, I so so here's my defense of Scott Perry, really quick. I like the Knox pick at the time. Um, I like Trier. I like Robinson. <laughs> and I like RJ Barrett. I think they've done a really good job in the draft.
1: Free agency. Eh. Um, I, I, I like I, Julius Randle. Yeah, no, I, I I understand that. I will say one thing, uh one thing about this offseason is uh they need to I, I hope that not this offseason, but this season, I hope that Frank Neil finds a new home. I really do. I think he's still oh, gonna absolutely. be excited I, cause I didn't a good player team. in this league. But it's but it's not on the Knicks. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. who, who get him on the Spurs? Who is Frank uh
0: Who does he remind you of the most?
1: Ah, uh, I don't know. He's, he's. I mean, there's obviously some Dante Eggs in there, which isn't a great comparison, but for, I think for, he screams
0: Tony Allen to me. His
1: outlook, but no, I I, I I can definitely understand that. I can definitely agree with that. You know, with his with his wingspan. I mean, if, shit. If he can if he can get if he can if someone can teach him how to make like even thirty six percent of three pointers. Nilkina is, is can be a really good player.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And and if I'm if I'm another team, I'm definitely trying to get him. If you could get like Nilkina for a second round pick, I Dolph. like like why not? <laughs> like like if you're like if you're like Washington, who's going to be the next team we talk about? Like why not? Like
1: if you're Charlotte, why not? Of course, of course, I agree. I would rather give like Nilkina minutes than Terry Rozier, honestly. <laughs> Said, oh, we'll, we'll get to Terry
0: Rogier, <laughs> don't you worry. We're, oh yeah, we will. Yeah, spo- spoiler alert: we got a new episode of the Rozier Report
1: coming here at the end. And um, Kyrie Panic Meter, as always.
0: Oh, and of course the Kyrie Panic Meter. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll get to Terry Rogier. Um, I always have stuff to talk about with Terry Rozier. So okay, so yeah, so the next, I think, best case scenario, and their most likely, or sorry, not their most likely, but their best case scenario is that. RJ Barrett, 16, 5, and 5, and they lose a ton of games. And Mitchell Robinson looks great.
1: I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for and,
0: it. And maybe, maybe a few contending teams suffer some injuries, and now suddenly Bobby Portis is looking a little interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: And Josh we'll
1: Gibson is not looking so interesting with his, <laughs> with his $10 million for this oh All right, on anyway, to the next okay.
0: one. <laughs> Washington Wizards. Washington, uh, 28 and a half wins.
1: I I almost want to go over. <laughs> it depends on one thing: does J- Bradley Beal play the entire season in Washington? That's what this depends on. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, obviously. Um, if he plays the entire season in Washington, I'm inclined to, I'm inclined to go a little bit over. I'm, I'm talking maybe thirty wins. I think okay. the Blue Wizards can win 30, 30, 31 games if Bradley Beal plays the entire season. So, so let's
0: pretend for a second, because Washington is going to offer Bradley Beal a three-year, $111 million extension. Bradley Beal will say no, because he can make more money later. Mm-hmm. If let's, let's pretend for a second, Tommy Shepard calls you up. He says, Julian, what should I do? I'm going to do whatever you say.
1: What are you telling him to do? Trade Bradley Beal to... Okay, this is what you do. You take John Wall and call the entire league. You say, you, anybody can have Bradley Beal. Take Bradley Beal. You just have to take John Wall, too. Maybe I'll even throw in Hachimor for it. You can have Bradley Beal, John Wall, and Hachimor for nothing. Your expirings, your other shitty contracts. Mitch Kupchak, do you want, like, we'll take Nicholas Batum. You want John Wall and Bradley Beal? But, but we will not this? take
0: Rozier. But we will not take Rozier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so okay that's, okay, that's what I would do. I would try to package Wall with Beal. Okay, so I, I don't this, think this it's gonna work, but that's the best possible way to get him get rid of him.
0: Okay, so this is interesting because I completely disagree. Okay, I think that if you're the Wizards, y- unless unless you can trade Wall on his own, I if I'm trading Bradley Beal, I'm not diminishing my return of Bradley Beal by pairing it with John Wall. Yeah, you can use assets you get in return for Bradley Beal to trade Wall separately, but uh, I'm not diminishing my return of Bradley Beal to trade John Wall. John Wall, as as Joe House loves to point out on Twitter, the Washington Wizards are not paying John Wall this year. Insurances. Yes. So, so right now, if you bundle him with Bradley Beal, you're essentially getting nothing one of the 20 best guys in the league.
1: And as we've seen... Is that the price to get rid of John Wall? I'm like
0: almost down for it. No, I'm I, would, not, I would kind I'm of not, rather... And here's the reason. I'm not and here's the reason. I think that if you trade Bradley Beal, you can get almost... Basically, Bradley Beal, if you put him up on the market right now, you could get anything in a league. If you're the Celtics, why aren't you offering Jalen Brown and the Memphis pick for Bradley Beal? hmm Especially because he's best friends with Tatum.
1: I would call around for other offers first, though. I would definitely say that if if well, the, the, the well, Nuggets want to give that, me that like trait doesn't work. Michael Porter and me, Paul Snap. Like, oh, if the maybe throwing Bull Bull for Bradley Beal, Why not? let's fucking do it. Great, that's even better than John. If if I could get a a can't miss offer like that for that's Bradley the, Beal, I would do that. If not. I'd rather just try to well, get think, rid of Wall. I think so. that if
0: you're trading Bradley Beal, you are going to get a can't miss offer, and that's why I would keep Wall because then, as we just saw with with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin before, every contract is tradable. This is why. This is why you should never just give away players, and you should never buy people out because every contract is tradable. John Wall, yeah, it's a lot of money, but insurance is going to be paying for it this year and then after that he has 3 more years so essentially essentially you you could let's say he comes back who who is washington trying to clear cap space for who are they trying to sign who's coming to washington
1: especially if, if Bradley I'm, Beal's not there if I i'm clearing t- cap space and i'm washington i'm clearing cap space so i can take bad contracts and get dra- more draft picks for with the bad contracts that's why if i if I were Washington, that's why I would. If I had any motivation for clearing already, the cap space,
0: that's why they already—they already have a ton of money coming off the books. Mahini is coming off the books after this year. If they trade Beal, uh, and and they could get Paul Millsap, that's thirty million more dollars that's coming off the books. They don't need to trade John Wall, especially when his contract is being paid by insurance.
1: Yeah, this year it is, and then and
0: then next not. year next year see what he comes back as here's here's some here's the thing with john wall he's a clutch guy yeah, true 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 if john wall can come back not not next year but the year after that and he's even 70 percent of what he was maybe maybe the lakers are kind of looking at their team and they're like Oh, uh, we need literally anyone fuck who's a clutch guy who's a clutch guy john wall True, no, you're right. You're
1: right. That's not a bad I, idea. I, I forgot not, he was a clutch guy. That's a I good idea. I like that. John Wall.
0: Or if you if you are so desperate to get rid of John Wall, um Atlanta only has seventeen million dollars in ca- in uh in contracts next year, which means they have like a hundred million in space. Trade him to Atlanta with like one or two other assets that, that you get in a Beal trade. Just don't bring down the price of Beal by pairing him with John Wall.
1: Yeah. I no, I I I understand that it's just for, I it, it depends what the what the price is for for Beal as far how how high the asking price could you even get like Zach Collins and Simons in a pick? Can Absolutely, you get that from Portland? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a great I think, deal. I would take that deal. I'm just not I'm I don't know. It, it, yeah, it just uh, depends what the market is for him.
0: I think that there's a very realistic chance that it's that later this year there is a um. There's, like, a Bradley Beal and Thomas Bryant for Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, and, like, two or
1: three picks. Uh, Gun to your head, who is – what team is Bradley Beal on at the end of this year? Denver. Uh, that's it. Denver, Denver, Denver
0: can offer Paul Millsaps expiring. They can offer Bull Bull. They can offer someone like – um uh. Who's who's another guy? Michael Porter Jr. Uh, They have they have some picks they can include. Um, They can include one of their uh, one of their million and one young guards. They can include like Jared Vanderbilt. They they have they Uh, have
1: they have some stuff. I like Jared Vanderbilt. You got me. You got my (laughs) mind spinning with that one. I'm a lot more into this Bradley Beal trade now. In my (laughs) head,
0: I think he ends up in Denver. But bear in mind, there's no indication that even that they'd even trade him. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Washington, best case scenario is that Bradley Beal resigns.
1: I have best case scenario, John Wall becomes friends with James Jones. Ooh. They have a nice barbecue together, you know, <laughs> the guys. <laughs> Clutch guys, let's do it, let's do it.
0: I, th- I think the best case scenario is that Bradley Beal resigns. Isaiah Thomas looks 80% what he used to be. You can flip him for a pick because he's making a minimum contract. Um, and Hachimura looks like a young Kyrie, or a, a young Kawhi, a <laughs> young Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully not that. And by the way, I'm very high on Hachimura.
1: Yeah, I'm, I was a big fan of him in college. Um, I was less of a fan when I saw he got picked ninth, and the Wizards didn't call him. But um, yeah. I, I I like the pick. If if the Wizards let him develop the right way, I think yeah. I think that he could be a great player let
0: me say one quick thing about the Wizards because they made a lot of front office moves. Uh-huh. They hired Tommy Shepard. They hired Sashi Brown, the former Browns executive. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, Shepard has, Shepard has a lot of respect around the league. A lot of guys, a lot of guys respect and like him. And Sashi Brown was the Sam Hinkie of the NFL. And if you're going to talk about ways to clear cap and gain draft picks, it's good to have those kind of people with that mindset in the building. See, they got Odell, right? Well, well, he's—I mean, yeah, I mean, his moves set up them to get Odell. He's not the one that got to see it through because he got fired after two years because the Browns were being impatient.
1: Shit, there, you go. Go for Sasi. Get, g get, get your money, Sasi. I mean, he's he he's
0: he's the one that traded for the pick that became like. Uh, That became Denzel Ward. He's the one that... um, I have no idea who that is. (laughs) Really good young quarterback.
1: Uh, Bro, I was watching Hard Knocks the other day. That show's still good. I don't even watch football. That show's still good. Were you watching the Browns one?
0: Yeah. Okay, so about the Browns one. I was was watching that with with my old roommates last year. And... I, I would just, I would just watch that show with my mouth wide open. Like, are you kidding me? And they'd be like, what? And I'm like, How is Hugh Jackson a head coach? <laughs> like everything. Yeah. God, Hugh Hard Knocks just, it made er- everyone in that team looking competent except for Freddie Kitchens. And now he's their head coach.
1: Remember the guy Corey Coleman who just like got mad and they just traded him like literally on the spot because yeah. he did because he didn't want to run with the second team. God, well, that yeah,
0: and he had like another like uh like like speeding ticket or something. They're like J- they're just get out. And by the way,
1: where's <laughs> Corey Coleman? Nowhere. No, he's on the Giants, I think. Right? He's on the. <laughs> he's getting yeah, thrown to by Daniel Jones this year, I think. <laughs> I have no idea. Actually, is he on the I Giants? Look-
0: he is on the up. Giants, shit, I, I didn't know up. that. <laughs> I thought he got cut.
1: <laughs> so the, Brown- the Browns cut his ass, yeah. I looked him up, he got signed by the Bills, and then they cut him.
0: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that he got picked up again. Okay, well, my apologies to
1: Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman, let's do it. New York City, do your All shit, right. bro.
0: All right, last team we gotta get to here. Uh, oh, oh, worst case scenario, though. Worst case scenario, um... Uh, John Wall just sorry. Best case scenario: John Wall just retires. Worst case scenario, and they get like a pick for it, and Beal resigns or whatever. Worst case scenario is Beal doesn't resign. There's not much of a market for him, and and John Wall suddenly has a hitting clause in his contract, and now he's getting paid 60 million. I don't even know. <laughs>
1: All right. Let's say scenario: It's revealed that Tommy Shepard, not Ernie Grunfield, was the man making the decisions for the Wizards for oh, the past God. eleven years. All it, was, right, it, was, it was Tommy the entire time. Ernie was just a figurehead. Let's
0: let's <laughs> let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets, who are the worst projected team in the league, tied with the Cavs at twenty four wins. Um, under first of all, under under, under. um. Second of all. Welcome to this episode of the Rogier Report, brought to you by Other Side Clothing. Yeah. So, Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. So, on, Back. This, on this week's episode of the Rogier Report, an Eastern Conference executive called the Terry Rogier deal, quote, a disaster. Julian, when did I get hired as an Eastern Conference executive? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, oh uh, also,
0: Rozier oh, to the Hornets got rated as the third worst move of the NBA offseason. Okay, hold on, I need to see behind, what moves what? were. I need to see what moves were, were rated worse than that. Basically, for those people who don't know, for the Rozier report, I'm just googling Rozier and clicking on news and going from <laughs> there. <laughs> um, let's see, let's see what what was worse. Oh, everything next was number one. Okay. Um, Ricky Rubio to the Suns was number
1: two, uh, Rozier, is worse, is, Rozier is worse than Rubio. Rozier is worse like, than Rubio. He's kind of good. Break. Yeah. He's like, he plays defense, <laughs> you know, he's a point guard. Yeah. Passes. Yeah. You know, nice okay. teammate, you know, probably can so, cook some good Spanish food, you know, some, you know, some paella, you know, he's, he's out here. I don't know. Ricky Rubio, you know. So so I, so I ran so I ran a few numbers I, I
0: ran a few numbers here um, and I looked at how many shots per game Rozier averaged as a starter with no Kyrie, Al Horford or Tatum in the lineup and according to my calculations, as you can hear me doing right now, it's going to be sixty shots per game. <laughs> oh God! Okay, so so long story short, um. There is no best-case scenario for Charlotte. Like,
1: they're screwed. Yes, I, just, I, I actually disagree. Malik but, Monk Rageer gets retires. Shit together. Rageer retires. First best case, that's the best-case scenario. A, hey, that and Malik Monk gets his shit together. And P.J. Washington fun, huh? showed signs that I was right about him before the draft. And I really believe in P.J. Well, I think he could be a really good NBA player. But Malik Monk needs to get his shit together or get to a different team. So he I don't look like... bridges. Get it. Yes. No, no. There's, no, there's, and, you know, there, there's an outcome here where you know
0: Malik Monk maybe looks like uh, looks like Jamal Crawford, mm-hmm. and Miles Bridges looks like you know a solid like low end starter, and maybe PJ Washington looks good
1: too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think there maybe another part of their best case scenario is. I mean, they they got the contracts to do it to, to try to uh, finesse Andrew Wiggins. I don't know why yeah. I use the words finesse. There's no finesse of Andrew Wiggins. Like there's, Nick, there's, can we just like, can we'll we take as that? Says that. Can we just call the Nick Batum for
0: Andrew Wiggins deal in right now. Like, like which team says no to that? Uh, I, no, I'm, I'm maybe compli- Minnesota. Maybe I don't know. Okay, yeah. but here's 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 why there is no best case scenario uh, for for um for charlotte in 2019 terry rogier will be getting paid 19.9 million dollars in 2021 terry rogier will be getting paid 18.9 million dollars in 2022 terry rogier will be getting paid 17.9 million dollars okay did not realize that was a de-escalating contract that's that's not as bad (laughs) even still Terry Rozier will be getting paid fifty-eight million dollars for three years. Okay, I've said enough about Terry Rozier on this topic. I don't even have anything else to add. Charlotte, congratulations! There is no best case scenario. You're paying Terry Rozier fifty-eight million dollars over three years. And uh, wait, so
1: wait, so Terry's making nineteen million this year. Yeah, twenty. So he and Nick. So the Hornets are paying Terry Rozier and Nick Batum forty-five million dollars for the season. So I'm gonna read. I'm gonna
0: read the top the six people on five million dollars. These are, these are the top people on the uh, Hornets cap sheet. Nicholas Batum twenty-six million, <laughs> Terry Rozier twenty, Bismack Biombo seventeen, Marvin Williams fifteen. By the way, I think a team should try to trade for Marvin Williams. He's on an expiring, Um, and I actually think Marvin Williams is playable. Cody Zeller, fifteen million. Michael Carter, or sorry, Michael Kidd Gilchrist might as well be Michael Carter Williams, thirteen million. They're in salary cap hell. Oh yeah. There's um. There's no. I, like, I can't, like, this is the, I, I promise, for, for scores Table listeners, this is the most pessimistic I will be about any team in the league. Like, <laughs> like, is there a team right now in the league that has a worse future than Charlotte?
1: I'd say the Suns because of their front office, but that's have, kind of hard to say, honestly. And,
0: and, and Devin Booker. Is there a team in professional sports in any North American sport that has less hope than the Charlotte Hornets?
1: Well they have Devin Booker and DeAndre Hayden until they get until James Jones donates them to either the Lakers or the Salvation Army <laughs> as part of his, his regular basketball altruism. Um, anyway, no no, they don't That's the answer to your question. Actually, I think Michael K. Gilchrist is like a fun target because he's expiring himself. He's still only 26 and though his shot is still abhorrent. like really I, I, good I don't defender. know I still think he's salvageable exactly. Nope. Good defender no, really? No really? Shit, nope. If you have if you have cap space, nope. if you have cap space, you want to nope. wing still pretty young? Nope. Damn. Nope. I'm sorry. Nope. I was really high. Up. I I read like I'm Slant gonna magazine shut you down articles a million of, times there. <laughs> I read Slant magazine articles of MKG when he was uh back when before he was actually at like St. Patrick's in New Jersey when he was at like the other school um back when he was like yeah, 17. So, I'm like I'm an OG MKG fan. But um, I I don't know I still give him a little bit of a chance. But Jesus Christ, Jesus. there are there are only three
0: players on the Hornets that I think the team should try to trade for. Marvin Williams at fifteen million expiring because I still think Marvin Williams is capable of playing minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Willie Heron Gomez making two million dollars and uh, who was the last one? Was it? I had to pull it back up. Sorry, uh, Devontae Graham for one point five. I disagree. Dwayne Bacon. Dwayne Bacon's pretty good. Can Dwayne they? Bacon's had moments. Dwayne Bacon's actually on a non-guaranteed deal. I wonder if he even makes really? the team. Like he's he's
1: like he's like legitimately good. I think. Yeah. I think Dwayne. I think Dwayne Bacon's a guy who could like be an eight eight or ninth guy on a playoff team and like score off the bench. Like I legitimately think that. Um, oh, oh, wow. This
0: is literally Terry Rozier breaking news. Um, a, a new, a newspaper in Charlotte literally just posted an article called three reasons why Terry Rozier could win most improved player. (laughs) I am going to read each of the three reasons live on the show.
1: Number one,
0: number one, it's more about the player, not the team. That is true. The award is based on personal stats, not, 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 what, uh, not what not what not the team record. That is fair. I will give them that point. Number two, he has the right talent and attitude. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Oh boy, have fun with those ISO jumpers, guys. Wrong. This is this is what this is this was Terry Rozier's first quote as a Hornet. You're going to see a straight dog, a competitor. All I want to do is win from the beginning. No. I guess
1: that's not that. That's not that. That's not inaccurate. I don't know. I think Terry Rozier wants Rousier to win. Terry Rozier, all wanted to do was take shots,
0: not win. I Are think, you kidding
1: me? I think Terry Rozier does want to win. He just goes about it in a bad way. Like, Terry right. Rozier has the, the right—I last- I think he is a competitor. I think Terry Rozier does have, like, the drive to, like, to really want to succeed, you know? He plays hard a lot of the time, but he just goes about it in, like—like, like, no, that— contested fadeaway jumper with 13 seconds left on the shot clock. Not the gr- best way to go, Terry. I'm sorry. Well, the last point, um,
0: the last point is that he's going to be taking over 20 shots a game. Yes. Uh, yeah, That's that, that's absolutely terrifying. Okay. So that, that's been this week's episode of the Rozier report. Um, do we want to get to Kyrie panic meter quickly before we go? Yeah, let's get to the Kyrie the Kyrie Panic Meter, Julian. You were at a six last episode, I believe. Where, where are you <laughs> sitting this episode?
1: On a scale of one to ten. Man. Yeah,
0: this
1: ten. Section, ten section is so good. Ten, so ten, good. Yeah, a ten
0: is you have now bought. You, I have I have loaned you the plane that I flew Kyrie out of Boston
1: on. You 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 now have borrowed it. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm poised to jump off the Manhattan Bridge. <laughs> something, something, something along the lines of that. Um, this week, guys, I'm at a five. I'm a Ooh. little because I think Kyrie might be a bit saner because Kyrie's usual bad haircut, I look a little homeless, you know, type of a type of, little bit of a fro he's got going. It's trimmed. It looks good on the sides. His beard looks mm. trimmed. He looks maybe even in a bit of a good mood. Um, did, uh, you know, did his
0: whole SpongeBob shoe collection help or hurt your panic
1: meter rating? I just laughed at it, you know. It put me in a better <laughs> mood. It was funny to me, you know. It's like, yeah, man, you know, these, these shoes, man, they're, they're that ass. That would have in my mind because
0: he's just out of his damn mind.
1: <laughs>
0: but I don't know. Some people... someone that was out of 10 for the last six months of his... Uh, of his of his career in Boston. All right. right.
1: <laughs> also, uh, the other week, he took a photo with Jay-Z in the Brooklyn Nets practice facility. I'm so enthralled about that. Jay-Z needs to have a knife at all times when he's next to Kyrie Irving. He needs to threaten Kyrie Irving that, Kyrie, I was in the club with Un Rivera back in, like, 1998. I don't want to get into that situation. But, like, you know, Kyrie, you better not disrespect your teammates. This is the Brooklyn Nets. I don't own this team anymore, but... I'm, I'm still Jigga, I'm a hoe. I'm Jay Z. I run this town, you know, like he said in that song with Rihanna and Kanye of, West before he went crazy, so yeah, of, I gotta say that.
0: <laughs> out of every podcast we've done, I think this one might be, like, the most, like, clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed it, I've enjoyed
1: it's, so, it's been
0: great, it's been great. I've enjoyed this one. Alright, so on next week's episode, we're gonna be doing the Central Division, which is Milwaukee, Indiana, Detroit, Chicago, and Cleveland. And then we'll also be finishing up the Southeast Division. We'll be getting to Miami, Orlando, and uh, Miami, Orlando, and Atlanta. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's all always. next that's on next week's episode. Uh, we of hope course. you enjoyed. Yeah, we and hope of you two enjoyed
1: editions of the Rozier report and Kyrie Panic Meter as always. Oh right. yeah, those those, are,
0: those those will be coming every episode: Rosier report and Kyrie Irving Panic Meter. Um, if you enjoyed, please please subscribe, leave a good review, uh, rate. We appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next episode with part two.
1: Shout out to the Scores Hive. You know, we had uh, like I I believe Will said that uh, last week was our most highly rated episode yet. So let's let's keep the streak going. We appreciate yeah. the support. Shout out to the scores hive. Yeah. I will see you next week. Peace.